I made it up, but it sounds pretty wrestling. It sounds pretty wrestling. Hello and welcome to JudgeCast. This is episode number 149. My name is CJ Schrader and with me as always, my delightful co-host. First off, we have Jess Dunks. Hey, I am the delightful co-host. You are. And uh, this episode's kind of a blast from the past because we have no Brian Prilliman. So mm-hmm. this is like the good old days, the golden days of Judge Cass, you might say. Those two episodes before we added Brian on. Yeah, like, oh my God, like three years ago or something. <laughs> More than that, that's I think. longer. Yeah, that's insane. Wow. I feel like every episode we talk about how ridiculous it is, how long we've been doing this. Yeah, we might. Uh, it's probably me. I, I It blows no, my mind it's, it's every insane. time. Every time. Um, so. It's it's just one of those weird things uh, that, like, I, I, I'm i always shocked. So what's interesting about that, Jess, is is when you and I started, we, we got together and we came up with a list of topics. We did. We've still got a, a link to a Google spreadsheet. Yeah. I think we have. Have we? I'm, I got to go find it now. It's have still we there. Done, done most of those? I have uh, no idea. But let's see here. I, oh, we also have a list of potential guests. We will not be sharing that. I don't know no. what we put in there. <laughs> Um, Not everybody's been on the show. (laughs) But the important thing here is one of those topics was head judge announcements. That's one of the first topics we ever talked about doing. Yeah. And uh, we're finally getting around to it. I think actually we were going to do that uh, for the episode that Brian first came on uh, because we were going to do that. And then you were like, well, we could have Brian on to talk about being a judge manager for a GP. And that sounded way cooler than head judge announcements. (laughs) Turns out it was... uh, but we're going to try and one-up that today, aren't we? Yep. All right. Speaking of Brian, uh, you may have noticed he's not here. Yeah. So Brian wasn't feeling well. Um, so uh, you know, keep it up, Brian. I hope you feel better. But I also kind of hope that, that you miss maybe one more so we can, I think, be even on number of episodes we've missed. <laughs> um, but no, seriously, I hope Brian feels better. Uh, and in case you hadn't noticed, we're talking about head judge announcements today. Yep. So a lot of this is based on an old, um, presentation I used to give. So if you saw that presentation, you can just turn it off. I'm, what? I'm kidding. I mean, they uh, can, they can do that anyway. They can. They I have, it. I have updated it slightly. I've learned a lot since then. Uh, this is, you know, at my very first judge conference, I presented on this topic because, um, you know, a little, little tip for everyone. If you want to become good at something, present on it. Like, that's that's why I presented on this. I felt like I wasn't very good at it. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to learn as much as I can. I'm going to put that in a presentation, and then I'm going to present on it. I, I think I, I had a similar experience with the presentation I did, uh, with the first judge presentation I did. But I think the important thing to, to take away from that is what you, you said second, which is the learning everything you can about it in order to present. Yes. I've seen some presentations where I don't think the presenter learned much no, from making it because they didn't seem to know much about the topic. But if you if you if you go, I'm going to give a good presentation so people can learn and you go figure this stuff out. It's amazing how much you learn putting a presentation together. Yeah. Yeah. But you got to follow through there. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about the head judge announcements. So mostly I'm talking about those announcements you give at the start of the event um, where you introduce yourself, you, you know, say how the event's about to go, that kind of stuff. Uh, so just to put you on the spot so what why why do we even make the announcements do you have any thoughts along those regards um 
that's actually that's a good question. Uh, I yeah. think there are definitely a lot of contexts where you can uh, you can say, especially in a local store, you can just post round one pairings and people will start and you don't even need announcements. Yeah. But I think if you have any new players, they don't necessarily know what's going on. Um, if you have if you have opening announcements, it sets a an expectation, kind of a tone for how things are going to go. So if you're professional in your announcements, it helps the day be professional. And um, it lets the players know kind of what to expect from you and what you expect from from them. Yeah. And I'm going to touch more on that uh, setting the tone part a mm-hmm. little bit later, I think. So hmm. the thing is, uh, with just a little bit of preparation, head judge announcements are actually very easy. Uh, some people get really stressed out about them and there's really no need uh, as long as as long as you just follow my guidelines here. So in this uh, in this episode... We'll cover what you should say in your head judge announcements, which is good and well, but we're also going to talk about how to prepare to give head judge announcements and how to present those announcements. And pro tip, those last two also apply to any seminar you may be giving or basically any kind of public speaking. It's all stuff I learned in public speaking 101. So what I say in my head judge announcements, and I think it's also important here to say this is what I do. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not necessarily what you do. And I think you should have an overwhelming goal to be as short as possible in your head judge announcements. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I think because uh, I feel like you only have the player's attention for a minute, maybe if that, you know, people want to get up, they want to wrestle out. So although I'm going to go through some stuff now, um, you know, if there's a piece you feel like you can break off and say it at the beginning of round one, go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get their attention again there. Um so, I, I, yeah, I think the goal, I don't, you just don't want to explain everything, right? So, mm-hmm. I start off with a welcome. So, you introduce yourself as the head judge. Uh, you introduce your other judges. You can point out the other judges. So, if this is at a PPTQ, um, you know, you can just be like, hey, I'm being helped by this judge here um, and say their name. If it's a larger event, hopefully you don't need our guidance on how to do head judge announcements. But if you do, you know, just say, you know, hey, I'm being helped with all these other judges. Or... If you're being helped by no other judges, I think that's also important to say at the beginning so that people understand, hey, maybe uh, I might be a little bit longer to take a call, things like that. You know, just let people know, hey, you're the only judge here. And um, you know, that may affect how, how quickly you can do things. Right. And I would let them know if that's the case. At that point, I'd also let them know that you'll give a time extension as appropriate yes. if you can't get to them in, yes. in, in a quickly uh, in a quick fashion. Yeah, I think that's I think that's really important so that they know. Hey, they need to sit there and wait, but you will give them the time extension. And and you can ask them to take a take take a look at the clock, right? Because you know maybe you're in the middle of something you can't. But. Yeah, uh, you always should actually. Like as a quick aside here, this isn't actually about head judge announcements, mm-hmm. but if you're the only judge and somebody calls a judge and you're in the middle of a call, um, you you always should look up at the clock real quick and make a note of it. Yeah, um, I do agree. And uh, and then when you get to that other call, you can say, all right, you guys call the judge at this uh, at this time. Uh, I got here now. So we're starting off with a time extension, uh, which will I'll add to when we're done. And then you can you can go from there. And actually, you can even triage it. Um, if you're in the middle of something that looks like it might turn into a lengthy investigation, grabbing the other judge call first can be the right way to go. If you're like, I need you guys to hold on right here. I'm going to go answer this rules question real quick. Mm hmm. Um, you just kind of have to gauge that. Sorry for 
that's that's not today's topic, but I think it's a no, I mean, well, good thing to know. We're never going to have a judge episode that's solely about solo judging, I don't think. So, man, actually, yeah. to be, now to that be honest, said it. <laughs> you know, that, that actually doesn't sound like a terrible idea. All right, let's add it to the list. Well, yeah, that's what I was just going to do. <laughs> Four years from now. Look at this list. This list. <laughs> Did you look at it? Are you yeah, any, I'm yeah. Looking, I'm looking at it right now. It says, uh, it says, uh, the one of the things on the list is the L3 process. <laughs> and, and I know we said we weren't going to talk about possible guests, but this one says possible guests, Jeff Morrow, parentheses, that'd be a sweet get. Yeah, that was when it was so early. I thought no one would come on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I was just like, ah, we wouldn't be able to get Jeff Morrow. But we did. Yeah, and we did. And it was actually a really good episode. Yeah, that was a great episode. That is now irrelevant. Uh, <laughs> not entirely. No, it's actually mostly still correct. Um, um, and that, that uh, uh, I guess we're going to have a link to that episode in the show notes. <laughs> no, you can search. All right. So we, I'm sorry. After the welcome, I like to give all the players, uh, of course, this is assuming it's a standard event, give them uh, 60 seconds to count their lists. And I also take this opportunity to make sure that they write their name and table number on the list. Now, that's only if you have them seated alphabetically. So... Uh, I'm trying not to go too deep into a competitive REL slant, but that's that's mostly where this matters. At regular REL, you can be a lot more casual. Um, so I just I just give them sixty seconds to to go over their list. You know, I explain why I have them giving them sixty seconds, and I do tell them, "Hey, write your names," because sometimes people don't write their names, and I think actually saying it helps helps them get that done. Um, I, I find that this helps a lot in preventing game losses due to deck deckless problems. Uh, yeah, it does help with that, but I think in addition to helping with that, the larger the event gets, the more important it is that you make them look and make sure their name's on it. Yeah. Um, and a good way I've found to get people to look at their deck list is to start with the part about their name. Yeah. Because uh, a lot of people are sitting there, they've got their deck list folded, they don't want to open it, they know what's on their list, they know they didn't make a mistake even if they did. Right. And uh, and if you go, I need you to open it and make sure your name is on it, and they go, oh, oh, is my name on it? And they open it and check. Right. And then they, they're already there, so they might as well look at the rest of it. But uh, I found that's a pretty good way to get them to actually open and look at their deck list for that 60-second time frame is to start with the name and table number part. Yep. I agree. So after that, I uh, will generally go into tournament information, and some of this is that information that would be great to move to right before round one. Uh, in fact, I would recommend it in general. But the basic tournament information is like number of players, number of rounds... Uh, and, and make sure what you announce as number of rounds is correct because we generally can't or don't want to change that after we announce it. Uh-huh. An alternative is to wait until the beginning of round one to announce that particular thing. Yep, and that's yeah, that's why I recommend. I actually recommend waiting at this point. Uh, right, because the TO, you never know if the organizer is going to have an extra player to add, mm-hmm. uh, which puts you over the line, or if you know you're going to start the event um, and find out that you've. You, you're actually at fewer players than you thought and have to go back and change what you said. You may also want to go over the uh, length of the rounds. You know, we're going to have 50-minute rounds with the 0 and 10 tardiness policy. Uh, and then what that means is if you're not in your seat at when I start the clock, it means you, uh, you know, we receive a game loss. And if you're not there at 10 minutes into the round, we're going to be dropping you from the tournament. You know, mm-hmm. things like that. This, this is a good place to point out that that's, again, only true for competitive events. Yep. Uh, if you're judging a regular Ariel event, even if it is a side event at an open or a Grand Prix, uh, there is no zero in ten tardiness policy. You don't you don't give game losses for tardiness 
Uh, you just drop people after 10 minutes. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of this is focused on competitive events. People probably Yeah, it probably is going to be. And that's fine. But where we run into things that, that I've noted uh, people making mistakes with, I'm going to jump on that. So uh, I apologize for interrupting your presentation here. <laughs> oh, but, you're saying you're not going to talk about it? Or you're... No, I said in general, like when, when we get to something where I'm like, oh, yeah, but at regular REL do X or yeah, yeah. You know, like I think it's important to basically let people know where we're at for anything. No, no. Yeah, I think that's fair because, you know, when I sit people down for an eight person draft, I am not going through this. Right. I'm saying, does everyone know how to draft? You know, I, right. Yeah. So and where the clipboard is, if I'm at a GP, things right. like that. But I might talk a bit about zone drafting as yep. part of my announcements for yep. a draft event. Even if it's a, a large FNM, I'll probably talk about zone draft, especially if it's a large FNM. I'll probably talk about zone drafting. Um. For those of you that aren't aware, uh, what zone drafting is, is just that there's, if you think of the drafting area in front of you as three zones, you've got, there There could be a pack to your left that's coming to you, there could be a pack to your right that's going to somebody else, and there could be a pack that's in your hands that you're about to pick from, and each of those three areas is a zone. And basically zone drafting means that there should never be more than one pack in a zone at a time. That means that I might have cards in my hand, and the last pack that I passed hasn't been picked up yet, I shouldn't set down the next set of cards because then there will be two packs of cards in that zone and they might get mixed together. And basically, that's exactly what I say when I'm explaining <laughs> how zone drafting works. So after that, I might go into more venue-specific information. So uh, what I include in there is is one is one big one is where do match slips go? Uh, generally, you probably have like a judge station or there's a scorekeeping station. You need to let people know where those match slips need to go. Yep. There's also, you know, if, if there's any kind of weird bathroom situation, if it's kind of hidden or maybe there's a secret one behind this stack of games and people need to know, you know, just let them know up front. And then if there's any specific food situation, so like one time Nick Zinnemer had uh, an event catered by Waffle House, and that was awesome. I didn't even know they did catering. I, I didn't either, but it was I didn't awesome. Even, like, do they technically make food? They're just waffles. They just made waffles. Uh -huh. They sold out. It was awesome. I bought them. I believe they sold out. And although a couple people complained that the whole place smelled like waffles. Just like. Yeah, well, go buy some waffles. You can't win them all. Anyway, uh, then this is the part I usually do try to skip. But if there's any really format specific information. So when I originally wrote this presentation, it would have been opaque, opaque sleeves. That was a big <laughs> deal, right? It and still is. It still is. But I. Want to believe people have come a little bit more to terms with it? Nah, probably not. No, you probably need to mention it. it. it it's pretty yeah. bad. Yeah. Uh, I, I, many times people don't realize that their sleeves are not opaque when they're playing with double yeah. fist cards. Even if they're playing with, you know, very light white sleeves, you can clearly see through. Right. Uh, or pink sleeves. The pink are some of the worst offenders. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they just don't know. So, telling people ahead of time to look. It's a really great way to, to just help them prevent that game loss. And um, so along the same lines, if there's been a major policy change that people need to know about, but I think you really, really have to use your discretion here. I'm not a fan of being like, Miss Trigger recently changed. Here's every minor detail that changed with it. Um, right. Or even when Miss Trigger had the big change, you know, I think the most I would have said is um, some, probably something wrong, along the lines of, you know, you're no longer responsible for pointing out your opponent's triggers. Um, 
if you have any questions, call a judge. Like, I really, really, I, I'm really against because sometimes people put out these primers that are like, you know, a page of information about some policy change. And I, I just I don't think you can fit all that in. Right. Um, it depends on the policy change. I used to make some announcements way back. You remember when Miss Triggers kept changing? Yep. We had lapsing triggers and we had yep. all kinds of stuff. And I used to make some announcements about that. Uh, just because it was different at competitive versus regular REL and what players could and couldn't do was different and there are all kinds of problems. Right. So like it, it depends on the nature of the change, but I agree with you. Generally speaking, uh, you can make an announcement that there is a change, but if you go too far into it, you've lost your, your audience yeah. pretty quick. Yeah, like I think an example of a change I wouldn't even mention is you know, when USC Major became a match loss instead of a game loss. Like it, USC right. major comes up so infrequently. If you're really doing USC major, then sorry, you get a match loss. I don't have to tell you about it up front. Right. So then I uh, remind the players to call a judge if their opponents, um, you know, general reminder that their opponents don't always have their best interests at heart. And that if they have any questions, comments, concerns, anything at all to uh, raise their hand, keep their hand raised and call a judge. And I always stress very heavily the keeping your hand raised part. Yeah, that's a really important thing. Um, I also like to add that they should call for a judge in their best outdoor voice. Ooh, I like that. Uh, because that makes it very clear that, that you know it's a big room and we want to be able to hear you. Because if I can't hear you, then uh, I'm not going to do a very good job of getting to the judge call. You might be sitting there with your hand up all day, but if I didn't hear you call, I'm probably not looking in your direction. Yeah. All right. So used to be they still do this but they move the timing is if you were at a star city game event around now is when they would make some kind of awful pun and uh i don't actually do that i never have which is weird because when i wrote an article on this topic uh i called it head judge opening announcements huh. um i like it and so people have always associated me with these bad puns but i actually don't do that i um i do something yeah. else which I i'll talk about in just a second what do you do, or do you want to get way to, to get into that? Or so, well, let's talk about why, right? Why do that? You know, why do they make that terrible joke? Um, and I think I think it all goes back to that setting the tone again, right? Right. We're here as a big group to play a game. Um, we want players to have fun, and I think if you just show a little bit that you're having fun, it it just helps set that tone for the entire event. It also helps humanize you a little bit to the players in my opinion you know yeah it, that can help you with uh just making sure that you're not um that they can come talk to you right yeah if they if they feel like hey you're just a guy yeah or a girl as appropriate then uh then they're, they're gonna be way more likely to, to be able to have a conversation with you yeah so what i do actually is i tell a joke when i start the event before i even introduce myself um, so something like, why should you take two shirts when you go golfing in case you get a hole in one? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I actually like that one a lot. <laughs> I got more success out of that one than any other joke. Um, <laughs> I told that one at a legacy open. <laughs> really? Yeah, that one went over well. Um, I tell that before I even introduce myself. And you know why? One, it gets people's attention. <laughs> like they, they want to hear the punchline to your stupid joke. Um, yeah, and that's... A little bit the case with the pun thing, too. Yeah, but I, I do it going out the gate. Uh, two, 
So it's all, it's all about the humanizing thing too, right? It's a really stupid joke. I feel like I'm really pulling them back the curtain and, and um, <laughs> ruining why I make these jokes, but whatever. Uh, I don't think you are. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a really, uh, yeah, it really humanizes you as a judge. Like once again, people think, you know, they start to see you as a person. Um, three, uh, it's kind of a public speaking technique for me in that if you start off with just a terrible joke and you get those groans, it's basically all uphill from there. Like you can't do worse than that. Uh, it, it, I don't know. I, I feel like it helps um, when I'm talking in front of a large group of people to just, I mean, I do that. I do that. At, I do that at work seminars. I, I, I do it for other things, not just head judge announcements, but I find it's very effective. You know, the thing about the puns is everybody always acts like they hate the puns. Yeah. And I think that's actually good for the players, too. It helps them have a good experience because that means that the two players who are sitting across from each other at the player meeting or round one get to look at each other and they're commiserating with each other about (laughs) these terrible puns that you just made and how bad they are and how they wish you wouldn't do that or or that they love that you do that either way. And... uh, and I, I think it's actually good all around. Now, I'm not necessarily a fan of the drink pun per se, um, but I, th- I think it's fine. Now, that being said, I've seen people go way overboard with jokes. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, where, uh, like, they'll just go, they've got a whole paragraph written out of some story they're going to tell that that incorporates, you know, every uh, every mechanic in the set into a pun. Um, and, and it's funny, but, you know, in a pre-release, for example, these people just want to open their packs. They don't really want to hear you go on about the the jokes that you came up with. Yeah, I do agree. Um, as much as I like humor in this thing, I think I think number one is we really have to keep it short. Keep right. it as short as possible. Right. So a joke, a pun, yeah. probably fine, but you should, you should keep it short. Yeah. You're only, you don't waste their attention. Usually the pun is paired with, uh, you know, why you should keep your food or drink on the ground, right? So they they try to squeeze some useful information in there. All right. right. So if you have a uh, sealed event, a sealed competitive event, this is probably the time to do the all the pool registration talk. Uh, this isn't really head judge announcements, but it's the whole open up your pack. You know, you should open up all your packs. You should have 84 cards. Um the opponents, you know, the whole new sealed deck swap. That Which isn't actually that new anymore. No, it isn't. I right after I said new, I was like, actually it's not. <laughs> it's like uh, it's like when people are like, are we using the new play draw rule? And it's like it's been like two years, it feels like. Yeah, it's been a while. Um the, the new mulligan rule is uh, also another yeah. one. Um the, so, the, the scry. Um yeah, so like uh one thing to be careful of is if you're giving out packs at a sealed event and if you go to make your announcements and they've already opened any product or anything, you're, you're, you're done. Even if you don't think you're done and haven't given all the information yet, you're done because they're not paying attention to you anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, you can't, you can't try to give the announcements while they do something else with the product or something. It, it just won't work. Right. So, you know, and once you've handed product out to them, if your announcement isn't about whether or not they can open it yet, they're not listening. Yeah. So getting that stuff out first is, is is pretty pretty important. And then at the end of the announcements, I just I just remind the players to have fun. You know, I, I mean, there's not much more to say. Uh, you know, it's pairings for round one, and 
will be posted or should or should have already been posted while you've been talking if you have another judge and mm-hmm. uh you know just riding the players to have fun yeah i think that's i think that's good yeah. um you know uh remind the players to have fun remind the players to be good sports yeah this is a, a, another good place to maybe do that um or something like it it's uh it's it's amazing how how far that goes to set the tone like we were talking about before when you're just like hey i want everybody to have a good time and and you know be good people to each other mm. um or whatever you want to say but just reminding them that you know we're all here to have fun you know kind of don't be a dick <laughs> yes without saying that um and probably without saying that yeah <laughs> um so yeah is there anything else that you add to uh uh that you add to your announcements after that or before that or no that's how i start the day i'm wondering if i should actually do a do a quick run an unprepared run before i actually talk about how you should prepare (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i think i can do it yeah all right let's try it all right let's hear you give some opening announcements all right let's see how i do let's see what what jokes do i have written down here i'm being kind to listeners and i'm skipping a lot of jokes yeah Oh, uh, here's one of my favorites. I'm sure people have heard this one, but all right. So I would walk out out, out there, uh, get everyone's attention through whatever means. Why is John Avon so bad at magic? Because he draws nothing but lands. <laughs> yeah. That's... Hello, everyone. <laughs> my name is CJ Schrader, and I'm your head judge for today. Uh, I'm also being helped out by this lovely judge, Jess Dunks, over here. At this time, I want to give you all about 60 seconds to count to check over your deck list. Uh, I want you to make sure that you have your name written on it and you've written down your table number in the upper right corner. I also want to make sure that you have at least 60 cards registered in your main deck and no more than 15 cards in your sideboard. And 60 seconds pass. Um, I honestly usually spend the 60 seconds to check up on the pairings and stuff like that to make sure they're ready for the next round. All right, so for this event, we're going to have... 60 players, which means we will have six rounds. Is that right? Uh, are you asking me? Yeah, I'm I just a floor judge. I'm just, I'm going, I'm winging it. So I always get that information straight from War. <laughs> um, just to make sure I'm saying whatever War is saying. There's also a chart in the back of the MTR. I know, I know. But I just go with War. All right, we're going to be having 50-minute rounds with a zero and 10 tardiness policy, which means that if you're not in your seat or really making hustle to your seat by the time i start the round you're going to be receiving a game loss and if you're not in your seat when 10 minutes are into the round you will be you will be dropped from the event so if you do want to drop please actually check drop on your match slip don't just disappear on us please Uh, match slips are right here at this box i am pointing at right now Uh, if you have any problems concerns issues uh, if you just need if you have a question about anything Please raise your hand, call loudly for a judge, and keep your hand raised. I can't stress how important it is to keep your hand raised, and we will get to you as soon as we can. Beyond that, I want you all to have uh, have a great time today. I wish you all good luck, and we'll have postings for round one posted very soon. Yeah, that's really it. I don't know how long that was, but an and a half, maybe. One thing I don't know if you mentioned the venue-specific stuff. Uh, yeah. Occasionally, you'll have event-specific stuff. For example, if you're at... Uh a last chance trial at a Grand Prix or something mm-hmm. where you have sudden death rules might be applying. Okay. Yeah. I think uh, that actually that's very important. Yeah. Um, the section I call format specific, that should probably be called event specific. 
that that makes more sense overall because that's where you talk about opaque sleeves and that's where you can talk about sudden death rules which you absolutely would want to talk about in the um last chance trials right things like that all right so let's talk about preparing a little bit for these head judge announcements and uh whenever i talk about this i, I talk about a uh pre-release back in the old style pre-releases when we would run just four pre-releases in a day and they'd be kind of regional uh, i was a head judge of four of those pre-releases and it always stuck out to me because at the start of the day um Oh, this actually belongs in a different section. Oh, well, I've already started talking about it. <laughs> At the start of the day, um, my announcements were not very good. I didn't really know what I was talking about. I wasn't sure what I should be saying. And by the fourth event, my announcements were pretty spot on. I mean, I had them down. So that's where um, preparation and practice, which we'll cover in just a second, can really, really, really help you. That like really solidified it for me. So in prepping, I like to write an outline of what I'm going to talk about. So what's important here is um, you want to write down the bare minimum of what you're going to be talking about. Uh, this is actually how all JudgeCast notes are formatted, more or less. Um, and the reason we do this is so that you don't sound like you're just reading off a document. Right. Uh, if you write down just like little notes to remind yourself, um, then you'll you'll be more conversational when you talk. <clears throat> It doesn't just sound like you're reading it off a sheet of paper, like I already said. Uh, I, I'll have an example of what my outlines generally look like for head judge announcements. I'll, I'll include that in the show notes. It's just a very simple outline. You know, it'd be like number of players and then an underline and number of rounds and an underline where I fill in the number of player and number of rounds. Uh, usually throw my joke in the beginning so I don't forget my joke. That's the one thing I read is my joke because you can't mess that. You know, if you mess that up, whole day's ruined. Uh, but beyond that, it's just little bullet points, you know, put your name on the list, introduce yourself, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. bare, bare minimum information. It's a good idea to ask the organizer a little bit ahead of time uh, if they have it like a few minutes ahead of time, if they have anything specific they'd like you to announce. Um, that's yeah, that's a great point, uh, because sometimes they do like they, and they might not even mention it or think to mention it until then. You're like, hey, is there anything specific that you want me to announce to these guys? And they'll go, oh, yeah. The, the the one bathroom's out of order, don't use it, or something yeah. that they just didn't tell you before that point. Right. Because they didn't think about it. That's a great yeah. point. Uh, so yeah, asking, if you're not the organizer, uh, asking the organizer is mm -hmm. is a good call. Yeah. So don't just wing it. Actually, write out some. I mean, may, maybe you're the perfect orator and you can go out there and you can just wing it and nail it. Um, but it's taken me many, many, many events to to be able to do it without much preparation and i still prepare every event i still print out my outline of uh, announcement notes and and i work from there and i you know i adjust them for that event and then i do them at the event so practice is really where i was trying to get at with that other story uh it may seem silly to people out there but i think it's absolutely worth it if you want to get better at head judge announcements to practice them before your event you right you make your outline you, uh, you know, stand in front of a mirror, lock yourself in a room so this is, that your wife doesn't laugh at you. That's what I do. You know what? You're it's it sounds like you're joking about it, but you're really not. Like I, I when I first started uh, head judging events and I, I've had judged a lot of events, I've made a lot of announcements. And when I first started, that was one of the things I was absolutely worst at. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I was really bad at any kind of public speaking, whether it was making announcements or or team lead meetings or what mm -hmm. have you. And uh um, the only way I got better was by, um, uh, was by 
literally practicing in front of a mirror. Yeah. And then doing it a bunch of times, which was also practice. Yep. Um, and now I, I feel very confident with my ability to, to do announcements um, kind of off the cuff. But that's because I've done it just so many times. It, right. I, I know I've mentioned it on the show before, but if, if you're a new listener, I used to I used to work at a store where I ran mag- magic events every day. And I got lots of announcements at at uh, or sorry, I got lots of practice doing announcements. And that's how I got better at it. But without the practice, I sucked. Yeah, absolutely. And and this this also applies to um, uh, judge seminars. If you're presenting at a conference, oh yeah. If you've ever seen me do a seminar, except for one, but it, it was at a mini conference in Georgia, uh, then I've already done that seminar at least three times. Like, and because people always, you know, I, I tend to get high ratings in my seminars, and and it's because I practice them. I mean, you have to practice uh, if you want to sound. Frankly, if you want to sound like you've done it before. Otherwise, people will be able to tell that you have not done it before. So it's not glamorous. It's not fun, but it's not that hard either. And I, and the results really pay off. All right. So while actually presenting, so while actually giving the head judge announcements, uh, you want to speak loudly and clearly. Um, the best trick I've heard for this is to speak to the people in the back of the room. That will naturally amplify your voice. Uh, I have a lot of issues speaking loudly. Actually, it's it's a common theme in reviews of me. I, I do the best I do the best I can. I actually bought a uh, megaphone not too long ago. I haven't had the chance to use it yet. But... That's cheating. Well, I dude, I've tried. I've I don't you know. So I know I'm sitting here trying to give people tips on how to speak loudly, but I've been given a lot of tips, and I will share them. Um, so that that's supposed to be one. You know, people are like speak from your diaphragm. I don't know what that means, but. <laughs> yeah that doesn't make a lot of sense if you don't know how to do it yeah um so you you also want to smile you know you don't have to be like creep smiling but if, if people can hear it when you're smiling they, people can hear that in your voice and um and it's also all about setting that tone again uh make eye contact with people in the room don't stare at someone but you know make eye contact with different people in the room as you're talking all while maintaining that you're talking to the back of the room uh, and also, don't be afraid to make mistakes. You know, how many mistakes do we make every time we do one of these episodes? It's whatever. You know, you just correct yourself. You move on. You'll get better next time. It, it's not the end right. of the world if you slip up. It really doesn't matter. And with head judge announcements, it's even better because you get to correct yourself right away. And when we make a mistake, we have to wait two weeks. Yeah. And everybody else corrects us every time they see us in yes. the meantime. Speaking of which, yes, Boom Bust is a sorcery. Sorry. <laughs> Did we say it was an instant? No, but we said you could put it on Isochron Scepter. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> there was another one, too. Uh, oh, I said that um, uh, Vanishing is a a state trigger, and it is not. So, uh, my bad. I misread the trigger. Oh, well. <laughs> only, only Matt Williams caught that one. All right, so... That's basically everything I have to say about head judge announcements, but it's worth saying that these is... This is just the basics. Like, that's just the bare minimum stuff that I feel like you might need to say. And, and we touched on some of the other things as we talked. Um, other things, you know, can be added to the announcements. Just think about your event. Uh, I found something that used to help me particularly a lot when I was a little bit newer is I sat down for the event and I would write out um, before the event and I'd write out every round and I would think to myself what needed to happen in that round. Um, are you going to hit everything? No, but you'll hit most of it. And then from there you know, you can kind of have a good idea of, um, 
what kind of things you might need to mention in, in your announcements or what, and what kind of things await, right? So like before the next to last round, I think a lot of head judges like to uh, talk about rolling a die or otherwise improperly determining a winner. Um, that makes a lot more sense up there than it does at the start of the event, even though it's just as applicable all the way through, but that's something you can kind of push to later. And, you know, once again, if you have any opportunities to do that, I think you should take them because you, you just can't get the player's attention for that, for that long. I agree. Cool. <laughs> so just a couple other things about announcing that aren't really uh, about the the opening announcements that we make as head judges. Um, one thing is when I announce every round, this is just a little trick, a little tip. When I announce every round, I always say round X of Y. So, you know, welcome to round two of seven. You have 50 minutes. You may begin. Uh, that's because people are going to be asking you all the time how many rounds are in the event. And this helps, but it certainly doesn't eliminate it. I say how many rounds are in the tournament every single round, and I still get the question. But I like to post signs. Yep. So that was the other thing I was going to go is you could post a sign with some of that basic information too. Um, number of rounds, you know, maybe number of players, things like that. You know, you probably want to post prize payout if no one's posted that anywhere, things like that. <laughs> you know what? Actually, I like to get a sign that, that posts the prize payout early just in case the to hasn't figured it out yet yeah i definitely you definitely want to start poking about that early like i usually actually see if i can get something round one or two but maybe even before the event would be better yeah sometimes they don't think about it but i guess sometimes it's based on how many people actually sign up right yeah sometimes it is which is fine if they go oh well let me figure that out and then they do uh but um and the vast majority of the time, that's what happens. But sometimes you'll have a newer TO or somebody who's never run this PVTQ before or whatever it is. Uh, and they're like, oh, I, I hadn't thought about that yet. Or I've been in uh, I've been in game stores where they told me I thought that was your job to figure out. <laughs> uh, which is, well, not quite correct. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind doing it. But unless they told me it was my job, I would not have any way of knowing that. Right. So... Uh, I also want to talk about what I say when I start off the top eight because this oh, yeah. is super short. So why not why not discuss it? So this isn't even really in the show notes. So I'm curious to see if Jess disagrees. But Ooh. I give so once again this is competitive top eight. Um, I, I go through a little spiel that I kind of go through every time now. Um, I tell people a well congratulations on making it this far. Um, but b I will talk about how this is a single elimination untimed uh, top eight. Uh, I tell them that even though it is untimed, it doesn't mean that you're exempt from slow play. Uh, so please continue to play at a reasonable pace. And I also remind them that they, they do have a judge next to them, but the judge is not there to uh, prevent them from making mistakes just to help fix the mistakes if they do happen. That's really it. I mean, sometimes there's other stuff you have to tell the top eight specifically, like uh, I need you all to go over here and take a picture or whatever. But um, I've... Uh, yeah, the picture thing can happen. I, I personally started to move away from the slow play thing mm -hmm. um, because it's be it's become kind of a general opinion of a lot of players that even though we say you can get slow play warnings in the top eight, uh, we make that statement and then most judges don't end up giving any slow play warnings in the top eight. Uh, what's that? I said that's fair. And so it when when the players feel like what you're saying isn't necessarily accurate. It cheapens everything that you're saying. 
Okay. Uh, so I've, I've started to move. I used to say that all the time also, but I started to yeah. move away from that because the players in the top eight generally know how slow play works anyway. Um, yes. I, I will be first to say when I'm doing this little thing in the top eight, generally they're not listening to me and I'm not fighting too much to get them to listen to me. Um, not in the top eight because generally right. the top eight knows the drill. Not always. Yeah, with, with the top eight, I like to... Uh, I like to... Usually they're talking to each other. They're having a good time. Yep. Everybody's excited because they're there. I like to keep it short and, and really brief and just be like, all right, guys, I want to get you started playing. Uh, so I'm going to be real, real brief. If you will give me your attention for just a moment, mm-hmm. we can get through all this stuff fast. And usually they will. Yeah. Um, but don't don't be a jerk about it. Don't do that thing where somebody's talking. So you just sit there silently and wait until they're done. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, like, yeah, just be, be nice about it. Uh, if somebody's being disruptive, you can call them out for that. But, yeah, no, it's no reason to. We're all here to have a good time. It's it's a game. Yeah, we might be working because we're judging, but it's still a game we're running, right? Yep. So, um, but, yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. And if you have any specific stuff, like if it's a draft top eight, for example, if you have any specific stuff that you need to talk about, then that's obviously the time to do that. Um, yep. Yep. Uh, one other thing around the top eight actually is, is announcing who's in the top eight. I yeah. That's a thing. A lot of, uh, a lot of head judges do when the top eight happens, you're like, I have, you know, after X rounds of Swiss, you're top eight. Yep. And people like that. People really like hearing their name announced. People do. So that's, that's why I do it. It's all about the, it's mostly about showmanship more than anything else. Cause you could easily just post the top eight and, you know, have people go look at the list, but People like having it announced, so that that's yeah. something I do at the end of an event. Is I have people, I, I you know I I give judges the standings, but I tell them to hold on to them until until I've announced the top eight. And then when you're announcing the top eight, you want to do it from the first place first. And for some people, this might be counterintuitive because you're like, well, isn't first place the best? Like, um, it, it builds drama. Yeah, but it builds drama to start from first place because people don't care who's in first place; they care who's in eighth place, particularly right. if eighth and ninth are tied for points. Uh, so you want to start from first place and work your way down. And if people at my last legacy classic, uh, are like, well, you didn't do that. That's because I made a mistake. <laughs> I totally meant to. Um, well, so the other thing about that is that you can go too far with building drama. Yes. Um, so I think it's totally fine to announce first place first and then all the way down to eighth. Uh, the thing that I've seen people do that I absolutely hate as a player is when they go through the first seven and then they announce ninth place. Oh, no. And and you're like because people like you, you have to understand when you're making these announcements, people can't always hear every word you're saying. Right. So yeah, I don't think that's a good idea at all. Um plus ninth place isn't gonna be feeling good about him or herself at at that moment. I don't think we need to announce it. Right. So yeah. One hundred percent agree with that. And I think it's about everything I announce at an event, you know, uh, start around. Sometimes sometimes the TO might want you to announce something in round two or so. Sometimes in round two I do, or after round two, I do make that drop announcement that I made in the, in these announcements. You know, basically, if you want to drop, make sure you actually check drop because just try to minimize that. Usually they want to, you know, the TO might want you to announce drafts or something like that. But I think that's about everything. Yeah, I can't think of anything else that I would add off the top of my head. I mean, I'm sure as soon as we're done, I'm going to think of something else and be like, right. oh, here's a thing I always say. Ah, well, but, uh, if there's something that you uh, share in your head judge announcements, you the listeners, not you, Jess, 
They oh. send us an email. Wait, I can't email us? You can, and you'll get the exact same response time. <laughs> Not if I answer it. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Of course, you'd probably get mad at me if I went and answered my email, but nobody else's. <laughs> yeah, like that one time I uploaded I uploaded our show on MTG Cast and approved it, but nobody else's. I got I got in trouble. That's funny. All right, I was in a big rush. I had to get it out. <laughs> anyway, it was just one time. All right, Jess, you have anything else you want to add? Uh, you know, I, I I don't think I do. It's yeah. uh, I think we pretty well covered it. Head judge announcements are a pretty straightforward topic. Um, let's see. The, the biggest thing about announcements is, if I could sum it up in a, just two or three things, um, I would say the first thing is to keep it keep it short, mm-hmm. keep it concise, say what needs to be said, keep it friendly. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't want people to think that you're a big jerk uh, or just too stuffy, you know. But uh, the third practice, and, and CJ, you know, beat that one a bit already. Uh, but practice is so important because you think you got it until you're standing up there trying to make announcements and you're like, I know I forgot something. What did I forget? Yep. And uh, yeah, the, so the practice is, is, I think, the most important bit of everything that we just talked about. Yep. Practice and, and prepping just a little bit by having that outline. I, I think I, I think that goes a long way. And like I said, there will be, be the outline I use in the show notes. Feel free to tweak it however you like. Uh, it's based on the old judge booklet when that used to exist. It's been gone for a long time. All right, we don't have any news, of course. Um, I don't know why I say of course, but we don't have any news. Uh, although I do want to mention that if you use MTGCast and you listen to us through MTGCast, um, well, one, you can switch to judgecast.com if you want, but... But if you do like MTG Cast and like that service, consider donating to them a little bit um, every once in a while. They have to spend a lot of money to host all these podcasts every month, and they are not making money. You'll note there's no advertising. There's no nothing. So if it's a service you like, I think just just give it some consideration. Uh, beyond that, my name's Cedar Trader. I keep it fair. I'm Jess Dunks. I keep it fun. I'm a brother, man. I can't judge. <laughs> what was yours? Absent. Absent. Oh, that's very good. What did you say? I was just like, I keep it head judge. You know, he always does. Oh, he always does something. He always does something that was what we just talked about. Yeah.